0: what is up everybody welcome back to the newest episode of freddie inferno's up and in podcast on today's episode will be the start of our season two kind of run here the plan for this season is to get 24 episodes so two every month for the next year and see where it goes from there on today's episode i'm interviewing a, an old friend from college paul Ogden. um he was very influential in school when it came to gaming he ran a gaming tournament called NFA, no fun allowed. If you're a Smash player in, in Texas, you've probably heard of this. Um, it was a pretty fun tournament. I helped I helped out with the tournament, helping helping run it on the actual days of the tournament, TOing. And uh, it was a great experience. Paul's a great person. So if you have any thoughts of how to get into esports, how to run esports, how to take those opportunities and how to move forward with them, I think this is the the episode for you. So if you're interested in any of those things, whether it be esports, gaming, running a tournament, I think this is the episode that you should listen to. Very, very insightful. And also, uh, sorry for my audio in the podcast moving forward. I'm recording this on a mic on my laptop, but I was recording on my AirPods earlier when I was doing the actual interview with Paul. So sorry for that. But without further ado, here we go into the podcast episode now.
1: So. Yeah, How you doing? it's been a hot minute. Um, I've been good. I, <laughs> um, just up in Dallas working and hanging out and trying to get ready to go back home for the holidays. So, like, trying to stay kind of safe, I guess. If you would and all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I mean, same. Uh, I've been working. Uh, I'm back in school now, so I'm. Uh, so this this semester, I had school and work and. Just a bunch of other stuff going on, just trying to balance it all. But it's been good though. It's been real good.
1: Yeah, you're streaming too. I saw you get into gaming a lot, uh, like recently and whatnot, all that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really during the whole like like COVID thing this year. Like, couldn't really go anywhere, so I was like, man, like I should just stream whatever, see if anyone likes it. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it's it's pretty fun just to just kind of do it. And then I started doing like with a group of, of people too. Yeah. Like, and, like people kinda just they'll either fall off or like I fell off for school because I was like, all right, like I need to get like my grades right. But uh yeah. So this year's been a really crazy year with everything going on. Um just starting just real simple here. Like so like what have you been been doing this year? So like outside of work, like what games have you played this year just to start off like something simple right here
1: yeah um what have i played this year so i i I actually um i was playing counter-strike going into the year a ton and um, i'm not much of a cod player but when warzone came out i actually moved over and, and i think warzone has been what i've played the most um for all of 2020 pretty much i've consistently consistently played it and recently, um, new WoW expansion just dropped. I've played WoW since Wrath of the Lich King, wow. which okay. is like eight years ago, maybe. Um, yeah. Probably more than that, actually. Um, so I just got back into WoW, and that's been my grind right now. So uh, between WoW and COD, that's, that's been my saving grace. And outside of um, video games, I've taken up mountain biking, which is a different topic. But yeah, between the games, that's, those are definitely my two right now.
0: Warzone and wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh this year, like I was big into Warzone, like a lot, and then it just like got stale to me. Like like I was just tired of it. Like 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 I would play it every day and now like 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 I just can't anymore. Like it just fell off for me so hard.
1: Yeah, it it's one of the it's kinda of hit or miss on a given day, you know. I um Some days I'm, like, I'm really grooving and slide canceling all that. And other days, like yesterday, I just can't play to save my life. I I totally get you.
0: Yeah, so, like, I would say probably, well, now it was probably a few months back. But probably about, like, four months back, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop playing Warzone, like, whatever. And I jumped (laughs) back into Apex. Nice. So, I've been on Apex the past, probably, like, four or five months. And I've, like, steadily, like, improved in it and gotten, like, a lot better at it. But, cool. like, to me, it's it's my favorite part. Like, battle, like my favorite, like, VR right now, I just feel like everyone's on Warzone, and it's just, like, if you're really, really good, then, yeah, you have fun at it, but if you're just average, people just slaughter you.
1: Yeah, it's... Yes, and and there's a ton of hackers, too, on Warzone. I, oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty bad. That's really taking a toll for the worse, or taking a turn for the worse, I should say.
0: Yeah, um, so just kind of transitioning to the next thing so like outside of gaming so you mentioned like mountain biking so that's something else you did during covid
1: yeah um i i wanted to get back into it prior to covid so it's been like a year back in december i wanted to buy a bike again because i've always uh i my family i grew up in like i we were always doing stuff outside and riding bikes playing football and doing stuff and biking was like an activity that I did one time I we went into Colorado. We went to a, a mountain bike park or a gravity park, I should say. And it's where you ride bikes like down a mountain. Um, and we did this like three years ago. And I hated it because we were riding bikes down this like 3,000 foot mountain. And it was like, this is.
0: Oh, man. fucking
1: crazy. Like why would I ever do this? Um and then I I look back and I'm like that was actually really fun and now that I have money to like do this and take care of myself and there's resources in Texas to do this, like I want to get into it. So I got a bike back in March uh or actually more like April around the start of COVID. Um I rode it every day. And when I went back up to Dallas, I rode the mountain bike trails here and I've just been like absolutely loving it and there's a bike park in Northwest of Austin that I go to. I have now like, I fractured my wrist there like three weeks ago. God. Um, so yeah, the the whole biking excursion has definitely had its impact on me. Um, but I, like I absolutely love it. It's I think extreme sports, not, not to say it's extreme, but like outdoor activities like mountain biking, and snowboarding having done both of those. Now those are my, my favorite two things to do. And I'm, I'm glad I can mountain bike uh, in Texas. Cause Obviously can't snowboard around here, but yeah, man, that's, that's been fun. And I think without that, I don't know what I'd be doing outside. Cause you know, there's not a lot we can do. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It like, I don't mean like, like for me, I live a lot like at night because of my job. So like I'm up late at night and you really can't do anything. Like everything closes earlier now, which to me doesn't make any sense. They actually like COVID spreads more at night. Like it just, <laughs> like, like, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. And then, um, so like all really, like I do once I come home from work after I take care of school work and I get and I shower and I do just just take care of stuff at the house. Like, say, well, all you really can do is just play video games or like sit there and watch like a movie or something.
1: Yeah. No, I feel you. I, uh, I totally get that. It's, it's been tough when they introduce like, um, what is it like bedtimes or not, not bedtimes, but you know what I mean? Like a curfew. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, the first yeah. time I was like, damn, like I gotta be home by 10 PM. That's, that's twisted. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Like what I did, uh, while I was home for quarantine, I, I ended up watching the, the, the Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> nice. I was I, I was like, man, you know, like like, like the movies are, three three and a half hours so i was like i mean i have the time and i'm not doing anything i just sat there and i watched a movie every day it was actually pretty good like i, I actually like enjoyed watching it like i don't get why people give it so much hate or people don't want to watch it
1: that's dope yeah i you know pardon me but i've never seen lord of the rings i've seen like portions of some of the movies I've, yeah i've seen you know, like all the star wars but i've never seen lord of the rings or harry potter like i guess people oh them. man the
0: harry potter one. Oh man yeah
1: i i don't know man i always rag on it i've i've never been much for either of them but i owe it to yeah. myself to check them out for sure
0: <laughs> yeah and then, uh like star wars i mean like i mean i'm a huge star wars fan like i've seen all of them i i've watched all the shows yeah like, all of that so that's there too okay so um kind of like the next thing so like what's your job now post-college and like what do you do with it so like What's your like job title and uh, what what tasks do you have to do?
1: Um, good question. I'm still figuring that out too because of COVID sometimes. Um, uh-huh. so I, I, when I joined Top Golf, it was um to I was actually like a consultant for esports and gaming, which is like a really cliche, uh, like term to use for that industry. But I was a consultant for three months and then I joined them on a full-time contract basis to help lead esports and gaming for them. And um, I've pretty much been doing that ever since between you f- for top Golf specifically, we've been doing a lot of different things pre COVID. Um, and then when, when COVID hit um, <clears throat> we actually went through a bunch of layoffs and I was going to be one of the first people to let be let go. And my boss, um, my one of the guys at the, higher up, I guess I should say. He actually asked me to move from my old team that I was going to be let go from to his team, um, to the digital partnerships team. So I I was brought on to his group. They saved me from being let go. Um, I was lucky enough, you know, knock on wood and all that to never be on furlough or anything. And I, I had my job through all of quarantine um, and still do. And now I just like do esports and gaming for them um in a different realm in a more digital yeah. part of top golf and wgt uh, wgt is like a, a golf video game that we own so i've helped them do a yeah. bunch of different things a lot and i've had a bunch of crazy opportunities meeting these professional athletes and golfers and lpga players I'm gonna meet a nascar driver on monday it's um been very <laughs> interesting um yeah. but mostly just yeah so i between that like the digital stuff i just um I kind of figure out how Top Golf and WGT can be authentic in esports and gaming since it's a very visceral world. Um, I help coordinate our digital content strategy for how um, WGT and Top Golf are going to make content that is relevant to our audience. And I'm also helping WGT get into collegiate esports and maybe high school esports um, and some other things that we haven't started yet that I can't talk about, but will hopefully come soon. Um, yeah. So a, a bunch of different things. My, my job titles changed a bunch of different times and the things I've been doing is always changing. Um, but I mean, the job is still super fun and very thankful and all that.
0: That's that's actually like really dope. Like there's a whole like tying it into esports and, and trying to build that. Because I mean, I, I feel like there's, so much like opportunity there, like there's still people who are still growing massively from, from gaming and still, still like skyrocketing up there. Like there's a lot of people on the on the the thirty for thirty for Forbes who are like in gaming and like, like it's crazy to see that.
1: Yeah, no, I I um I think that's awesome that Forbes has that now, um for gaming and I I want to be on that list so bad, but I mean I I feel like every year it gets more competitive, and you just have to be so um, so different and, you know, do something that makes a difference for more people than just yourself, um, which is hard, you know, for people to find the time to do and whatnot. But, um, Dallas has a lot of really talented people that I think,
0: uh, definitely deserve it. So it's, it's cool to see. All right. And, um, so kind of the next thing, so like, What do you think are the biggest changes that are, or changes, or things that have already changed in the esports scene since COVID? Like, I know there's been a lot of restrictions. Like, in-person tournaments just aren't going on, and if they are, then most people aren't. Like, it's under the table. People try to say like, oh no, that was from pre-COVID, but you see people wearing masks and videos and stuff. So what do you think is the biggest thing that's changed since then, like since COVID to these works?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think the very obvious and like easy answer while I try to think of something else is, is the move to everything being digital and like how some communities will come out of this and whether there will be, um, you know, whether things will ever like truly go back to normal, um, especially for a lot of different scenes. Like, uh, for example, Counter Strike right now is has has been playing since COVID started online, um, and they haven't really had issues other than some some weird and significant things going on with some tournament organizers. Um, whereas Smash, you know, I wonder like <laughs> whether in person tournaments okay. will ever be the same again. Because I mean, you remember when yeah. we were in uh, College Station and you know, with NFA having all these bodies as close to you as they were. Um, and
0: people sharing houses in the rooms and rooms yeah exactly
1: like. and and you remember like you know, or at least i would like walk out of that tournament you know with a sore throat and feeling like kind of sick and that's because i don't i oh, don't yeah. get sick but it's just because there's so many people um you know like you can't not come out of there with some kind of bacteria from someone else um, mm-hmm. so i i struggle to think that those tournaments will ever really be a thing just because people realize how how gross other people can be sometimes. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, uh, I think the industry still um, seeing growth, um, but not like the explosive growth that it was seeing like two years ago, which was this overinflation of team values and and esports as a whole. Um, I think people are finally starting to understand that. You know, while this is another sector of entertainment that's similar to traditional sports, um, you know, this isn't meant to like overtake the NFL or the NBA. And we should stop making this comparison where um, the LCS world or uh, League of Legends worlds, um, you know, has higher viewership than the NBA finals and et cetera, et cetera. Because I mean, that was great like three years ago, but I don't think anyone's looking for that comparison anymore. Now we're just looking for how. Uh, esports will continue to be uh, an entertainment piece that is continuously valuable, like the NBA and the NFL, because what we've seen is these games come and go. Uh, you know, in the kind of talking about Overwatch, you know, a game that has like, you know, had such an explosive intro with the start of having like city based franchise teams with crazy amounts of money being thrown at those teams to start them. And now, you know, their viewership and their player base just kind of
0: as a tank. I yeah. It's, that. it's been
1: very interesting to watch. Um, you know, I hope they do well and wish them the best and all that, but like those are, you know, we need, I think we're hoping to see the staying power in esports now as we've seen from traditional sports. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I've talked about what's changed, but I think that's, that's a big of uh, the status on it. So I, I think what did change is kind of, yeah. the uh, yeah. The perceived value things are, things are being normal now. With esports, hopefully,
0: uh, yeah. So I didn't really know that about the the whole like, value I mean, of course, like, I've seen the when Forbes like when, when they all uh drop their top ten most uh, like valuable orgs, and like I'll see it. And I'm like, man, like like how's that org just worth so like so much? Like, like I think TSM's at the top, yeah, like, up there, Faze and 100 Thieves and and Cloud Nine. And I'm just like, man, like like some of these orgs, like i don't really hear about them like like i know that they're an org but i don't hear about them i don't want to buy merch (laughs) in them. like i i I have merch in like 100 thieves yeah but that's about it like it just doesn't really appeal to me the other for
1: sure and like those lists are like when you're when you're analyzing like private companies like that that don't have to disclose their financial like you know tradings or whatever um or the revenues like yeah the, they're all estimations and like these analysts at forbes don't even know what they're talking about half the time so they're just like what i would say is like ballpark guesses i really wonder if that list is even remotely correct i have no doubt that like at least half of those teams should be there um in some order but i also think that there's probably another five teams that are not on the list that should be on the list you know, in the likes of Team Envy probably uh potentially evil geniuses. Um and I, I don't really know anyone else that might be there, but those two I think it was surprising to not see them. Um but yeah. Phase and their Phase and Hundred Thieves Clothing, man. Phase with their Manchester City drop.
0: That that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw that yesterday, I think. Were they before? And, like, Faze for sure has probably the best, like, collabs because they, like, I know they just did something with, I think, uh with, like, China Market right now, which is, like, another big kind of, like, hype streetwear brand. And they've done stuff with, um with like, Kappa, I think yes. it's
1: called.
0: Yeah. Like, like, they just, like, if they'll go out and they'll collab with actual brands, and that to me is very, like, man, like, how is this not, like, the, like, number one org? Like, like, I don't see any other brands going out and collabing like that with
1: them. Yeah. They have such... So much weight when it comes to you know their their brand and their reach you know just to do anything with phase is is a landmark move for for any company I think so yeah that's why they're on that list right and that's you know they're not even like a an esports team they're really just an org that does content and influencer management um, and they just have they do it so well it's it's so awesome if you know if I could be a part of any ever um, it'd absolutely be them I, I love them and I think they. They have an awesome group of players, um, and their management seems to know what they're doing. So it's phases phases dope, man.
0: Yeah, like like they're they're, I think they're top of the game. They're just like it's a bunch of funny dudes on their concentration side. Uh, As far as like as esports, I know they have teams in like Fortnite and probably like Warzone guys too. But like I don't really like that stuff doesn't really appeal to me, but. Like, like I know though like you hear phase and you're like are right, like that guy's got to be nasty with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the best for the most part in all their respective games. It's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so this one you kind of answered earlier with the whole like like thing like post-covid and stuff, but I'm going to ask you so like like do you think that 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 you personally would ever run like another smash series or or like just a tournament? Um
1: that's a good question. Um so for anyone that doesn't know, I, I ran Smash Tournaments in college and some big ones in College Station with the help of a lot of really incredible people. Um, I think that there was definitely an appetite to be doing Smash Tournaments um on behalf of Top Golf back in like pre-COVID, uh early 2020. We actually had a full fledged program that was going to I guess I can talk about this now. We were going to make Uh, This like really awesome path to pro program at Topgolf where Topgolf was going to host these like monthly Smash Bros events um, and you were going to get circuit points. And at the end of the season, uh, like the top players would be invited to this complex here in Dallas in partnership with this eSports team that we won't talk about um, or that I can't name. And we were going to have like some finals between the 16 best players. I don't know, some no specific details, and effectively, one person was going to win, and they were going to get a year-long contract to play Super Smash Bros. Melee or Ultimate from the esports team that we partnered with. So um, that's a lot of info, but in short, yeah, there was definitely um, a want to keep doing Smash Bros. tournaments, um, not for myself, not not like me, um, but for but for Top Golf for my yeah. work because there is a conflict of interest there, obviously um so yeah that was that was a big idea that we had that i was really excited about that i thought would have worked and that the smash community would have liked um and i mean we had had we had thrown some some tournaments at top golfs before out in houston dallas arizona and we've we even gotten like some press coverage from it which was awesome um but we were about we were ready to launch this full-fledged program um but covid shut it down so very disappointed, but you know, these things happen for a reason. Um, maybe years later we'll be able to do that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like Smash, like especially like because of COVID, like you like everyone likes to play in person. Like you can't really play online. And and, and even now with the new switch, like with like with the switches, like you still you have to have a an like Ethernet connection and the other person has to be wired too. And it's just so much extra stuff that goes into it. other other gaming consoles and pcs like that's not a problem you can play on wi-fi and be good but with the nintendo stuff it's just it's just it's like you can't like rely on it to be stable
1: yeah it is uh it's tough man um nintendo just doesn't really care for it and you know what are you gonna do other than make slippy and (laughs) and try to make it good yourself uh slippy for melee has been such an incredible breakthrough it's It's insane. Um, And I think... uh, I think the cease and desist coming in and all that... Like really explains the gravitas that... uh, That Slippy holds over Nintendo. Which, you know, is a big deal. So... Yeah, it's... Nothing will ever beat... uh, Playing Smash in in person with your friends. For sure. Um, And I... I'm eager to get back to that. Not that I really play Smash anymore, but just for the for the sake of the scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I personally don't play a lot. Really, like I'll play probably like, maybe once a month or every couple months. But I mean, it's so fun to get like people together and just play. Like I have a bunch of siblings, so I can just fire it up with them, and like it's so fun to play in person. It's <laughs> fun to trash talk and like do all that, like do all that stuff. But like it's just like in the foreseeable future, like that's probably not going to happen in a tournament setting. Like for probably like the next year, even because you, you don't know who's going to get the vaccine or if the vaccine is actually effective. There's all this other stuff that's that's outside of Smash, and it, it's just so much going yeah, on. Yeah, it
1: is. Uh, <laughs> there, there is a lot. Yeah, that vaccine got approved yesterday, apparently. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I hope hope it works out for everyone and all that that's that's crazy <laughs> it's hard to believe that we're almost going to come up on a year on this it's insane. Yeah, on a year that's, of COVID gosh talk about horrible yeah <laughs> wow uh, yeah all right
0: so what were the most important things you learned from running like NFA
1: um I think sh- sh- that's a good question um Probably the biggest is you um, you know if you're really passionate about a project um, and you want it to you want to do it well um, you should take the lead um, and take charge and do everything you can yourself um, to make sure that it stays to your standards and you know you if you want to see something come to life well uh you should own up to it and if people want to own it with you then that's good. Um, I had the the privilege of working with talented people and like Lauren and Tony and, and Sam and way out many others um, that volunteered for the tournament and you and your brother and like so many other people. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that without like trusting other people and relying on them and giving them like their space to work and Um, understanding that like, you know, I can't do something like that alone and I need a team to do it Um, and just being humble about something like that. Um, I also learned how to kind of like how to spend money on events, I guess, if you would, and where to put money and what people like. Um, You know, there's a a big range of people that go to Smash tournaments. Um, You know, the average person doesn't care about, a lot of things that the top player will care about. Um, so understanding like where priorities are and and trying to make events like that a very hospitable and fun place for everybody uh, was really important to me because a lot of these people will drive anywhere from three to twelve hours. Is I think what we saw in one. Um, some guys from Oklahoma came, and that's just you know when you when you think about that, that's someone driving from from oklahoma so oklahoma to dallas is what i think like five hours maybe maybe three and then let's say it's another three to um yeah so it's at least three six hours to get there right and that's that's not a small drive you know we had people from the valley drive which is also six yeah. seven hours um and then for them to come like to nfa that's one a big deal to me and like i would not rest well if i uh ran a poor tournament and they had a bad experience and you know, it it was effectively my fault. So I learned that, um, you should, when when people were relying on you, um, and looking at you for, to get something done. And in this case, they were relying on me to put on a, a good event so that they would have fun because they committed to doing this and they spent money to get, get here. Um, you should, you should give it your all because, when people put all your faith into you, if you don't at least try, then you'll probably never get it back. So that is a a valuable lesson that I think I still take with me to work every day. Um, you know, when people are relying on me to get things done, they're important and they have all their faith in you. Um, you should do everything you can to, to push the bar up and make sure you do a good job. So probably my biggest learning that in teamwork is, is very important.
0: All right, yeah. I mean, like, like I know from having helped for, for for both of them, like, it like it was fun. Like, even just helping, like, just seeing everyone playing, and seeing people actually like enjoy being there, and just seeing like all different Smash games. Like, like it was it it was from sixty four all the way to to what to to 4 yeah. And I think, I think Ultimate you... came out right. Yeah, I think Ultimate or, was out the for the last
1: one? one. Um, I don't really remember honestly. I man dude i don't even know i'm not sure we'll say that ultimate was out um <laughs> yeah we will just say that yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah like, like it was just cool seeing like like the evolutionist match and seeing that people still actually like to play on the 64 and like of course like there's a huge fan base for like melee and then just just seeing it just grow and people just like continue to just like the game like I think that's that to me is one of the most important things for being in person at tournaments is like seeing that people still have so much passion for these older games and they still play it like almost every single day and they're practicing to get better like that's that to me is something that really draws me and like man like like that's fun like seeing that kind of like inspires you to say all right like these guys are trying to get better and like I want to be as good as them like I have to be that too I have to and practice and just try yeah stuff out. it
1: is inspiring to see these guys like get up and play especially the better players you know like how much kind of like energy they've put into the game and to see it pay off at major events like this you, you you see it in how they walk off the stage and how they pick up the controller and you know what they're thinking when they go into their next match it's um it's it's almost like a privilege to have them there and watch them compete and you know, you want to do everything you can to make sure it's a good environment and a fun one for them to play in. So I I totally hear you. And I think that was one of the better parts is having every game, you know, seeing everybody come into one place and kind of bond over their love for, uh, fighting games and events and all that. That was, that was pretty cool for us.
0: Yeah. So earlier this year, I, I, I made my own little like, like game tournament, uh, it was online because it was during COVID Tope. and it was a Search and Destroy tournament and it was, uh, so it was searching the story for for, for Modern Warfare and like, so with it, it, it was, I think, eight teams and everyone had to buy in so, like, that's probably the, the toughest thing is getting everyone to send money for it. Like, like, I had to constantly message people, message people, say, like, hey, like, if you want to enter, you got to pay the entrance fee, you got to pay the entrance fee and it was, like, really, really hard to get people to do that. Like, like like I and and it's even harder when you when you don't see anyone in person too. It's like, hey, like I like I know you wanna play in the tournament and I wanna have you in the tournament, but if there's gonna be a prize for it, which is why everyone wants to do it, like you have to send in your entry fee. Like and like, it was only eight teams. And still like I was the one who kind of was like, All right, like I have to run it. I, I have people helping me, but then once like so once they got knocked out of the tournament, they're like, oh no, like I'm gonna go and like enjoy my day. So then I was stuck there all day, like having to watch all the matches and like make sure that that nothing went wrong, no one was cheating, stuff like that. And it's just like so. Moving into that, it's like, do you have any advice for anyone else that's trying to establish their own like tournament series, whether it's online? Yeah, or
1: and I think you future? you set a good example of you know if you want to do something, um, you kind of have to you know, you have to take the reins and, and do these things yourself because no one's going to want it as bad as as you will. Um, so props to you for like manning up and doing that. Um, a- advice. I-, I think there's, there's a lot of, um, like tournaments, you know, there's, there's a dime a dozen, there's plenty, um, when they're for money and when there's like inherent pricing, that's, that's better. Um, just because it gives a reason to, to want to compete, um, and do more. But I think, um, the biggest thing is to, if you have an audience, you know, play to what your audience likes and what they'll do, right? It, it, an audience is anything from a Facebook Facebook friends to a Twitter following to your Twitch following. Um, and, you know, if they're there with you, they probably want to play with you at some point. And so understanding, like, what people actually want to play in and not just, like, a tournament you want to host is important. Um, and then trying to be unique, I think, and doing something fun uh, is also, like probably the next important thing and and that's tough you know i say that with a grain of salt because truly I, i'm not like the most unique and i think that's that's harder said than done um but those two things combined i think i think will get you farther than most for me like you know i think warzone if any of my like twitter followers or yeah we're hosting warzone events um like those custom lobbies then i'd be like mo- way more inclined to join just because that's what i'm playing right now and that might be like what most people are playing. Um, but I, I think those two pieces are probably the best things. Um that I think it, it's a tough world, you know, tournament organizing and and everything, especially with how many there probably are right now. Um, but there are a lot of resources and online platforms nowadays that will help you kind of build out those tournaments and do more in platforms like Boom TV and Smash dot G- G- Boom TV is one that is, has actually um really helps creators um start making their own events and, and doing stuff which i think is really unique because there's not a lot of platforms like that so if you're a twitch streamer or a creator on youtube anything um you can get on boom and make your own events that your fans can follow you in, on and on and play with you on which uh you know not many other places can do that so i, I think that is probably my best best idea there all
0: right and like I mean, it's, like, it's fun doing it, because, like, getting to go back and, like, I know, like, like, I, I recorded the, whole, the entire tournament, and I posted it all online, and people actually enjoy it, like, 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 they actually like to watch it and, like, see their matches back, which is, like, really cool, and, um, like, it was just fun, because, like, like, I kind of knew, I was like, all right, like, I know that like, I've helped someone with this, like, let me see, what I know and what I need to work on to do it, like, myself. So just seeing you do it back in, like, back in college, I was like, all right, like, 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 let me think. Like, 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 (laughs) what did Paul do here? Like, 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 how did he set this up? And, like, I just went and I was like, all right, like, if you want to join it, join it. Like, we're only doing eight spots because that's all that I I can manage for now. Like, I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of teams and not to be like, oh, man, I don't know how to do this. So I was like, let's keep it small the first time and then let's move forward from there. And like it was, it was something though that, that was really fun, and that, like I learned from a lot. So like I'm excited to do it again, but just not right now because it's just people were moving consoles, people are getting the PS5 yeah. or Series X, and
1: yeah, it's a weird time right now. Um, there's else. there's a lot going on with with all the console moving and whatnot. Um, but I think you made a good point, right? And like you, you had fun doing it, which is probably for for people like us who are doing that the most important. And I, I think if if you're not having fun doing it um and it is a lot of fun to do you know to organize and host stuff like that um then you probably shouldn't be doing it because then what are you doing it for right like i think but you and i both started what we were doing these events because we just wanted to try it and, and have fun with it um and it, it seemed to have worked so if that's the case then yeah i think you're already you're already winning because if you're having fun doing something like that then that's that's awesome um and I I don't know if I touched on this, but like inherent value for these people entering, you know, they're, they're putting their time uh, into you to compete in something. And so like, you know, making sure that it goes well, which it sounds like you did, which is great. um, And giving them something like unique to fight for um, like is, is very, very cool. So yeah, the fact that you're having fun with it already speaks, um, speaks volumes and is, is way better than probably what half the other people in the world are trying to do.
0: Yeah, and then um like outside of that, I mean it's it's been like like I think it's easy right now because a lot of people are on war zones and people like to play it. So like it I, I feel like it's easy to get people to, to get into that. But then like I've seen other things, like I see people post on Facebook randomly like, Oh, hey, like cash out me five dollars and I can get you a spot in my tournament it's like and then no one does anything for it, it's like man, like that <laughs> like, like it just doesn't look right. I don't know that. That's just me. Like, I'll see people from friends from high school or friends from like that I knew when I like growing up, and they're they're trying to host tournaments. And it's like and like nothing's going on there. It's just like man, I, I like like I want to help them, but also I don't want to be involved with trying to run another series. It isn't like another tournament or anything.
1: They yeah, don't I like, I, uh,
0: I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah, same. I wouldn't bother if, if if I was saying that. Put yourself first and and what you want to do first. Um, don't worry about. The, the competition and all that <laughs> they'll figure it out um eventually
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh yeah and then uh well that's pretty much everything that i i wanted to ask you right there was was pretty much everything right there um do you have anything else that you want to add or anything that you want to ask me feel free to if not then i think we're pretty much done yeah here. no
1: i i mean thank you for having me it's a lot of fun to catch up and, and chat and all that and i think um no, I think just going and talking about gaming and esports and, and everything else that we're doing in, in between COVID and all that is a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I think all my advice, like if any was heard, should should be taken with, you know, subjectively in a grain of, with a grain of salt because advice isn't always, you know, one-to-one and sound from one ear to the other. It's, you know, it, it varies depending on, um, you know, a person's situation and all that. It's always different. Um, Like I've been really lucky with a lot of the opportunities I've gotten. Um, But I do think one thing, one piece of advice that like is always uh, a mainstay for everybody is that you get a few opportunities in your life to, to do something unique with it and and venture out. Um, And they could be anything from hosting your search and destroy tournaments um, to just like experimenting with a new hobby. Um, So, and it seems like you've taken advantage of that. So if anyone um, you know is looking for advice, it's I think it's to figure out what those opportunities are when they come and to to take a good hold of them. Um, something someone told me once, and it's stuck with me for a while. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I think that's everything. It was just good to catch up and chat with you.
0: Yeah, this is actually a lot of fun. They like just talking about yeah, no, all all podcasts stuff going on. are great like and just really.
1: talking, um, like you know. In a formal manner, I think is is really fun, and I think you did a good job of propagating questions and, and moving on and all that. So, thank you. All
0: right. Well, yeah, thanks, I'll Alfredo. Take it easy, well, man. See you it was around. It a pleasure having Bye. you. All right, and with that, we have wrapped up this interview with Paul Ogden. It was a great one. I hope y'all liked it. I hope y'all learned something from it. Um, if any of y'all need to reach me, y'all can reach me at Freddie Inferno on pretty much every major platform. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all of It's all Freddy Inferno across the board. If you have any more questions, get in contact with me. If not, well, we'll see you later. See you on the next one.